Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association as always with OleOle.com, social networking for football fans. Oh yeah, uh, it is uh, another Arscast and it's all being done in a bit of a hurry, you see, because I was sitting here earlier this afternoon going, yes, I'll have my dinner, I've got loads of time then to record the Arscast in my leisure throughout the course of the evening. Uh, that was until I received a phone call reminding me of a night out I had committed to go to and and can't really get out of. Not get out of, I, I kind of wouldn't mind having a few beers, but I've forgotten all about it. So this Arscast is being done in a hurry, and if you think that that's going to affect the quality of this Arscast then you're absolutely right. It probably will. Coming up between now and the end of this show, we have got the man in the bar. He's got a player history. We'll also be talking to an Ars blog forumer called Teo, who is, at this moment in time, in Ghana. And uh, he's covering the African Cup of Nations for OleOle.com. You can check out his blogs. I'll give you more info on that a little bit later. So uh, I'll chat to him about the Arsenal contingent uh, that are out there at this moment in time. As well as that, uh, Ibue is here. Uh, what else? Oh, we've got a brand new feature. It's called the Ars Blog Culture Corner. Because I know uh, how cultureless and bereft of all things arty you Ars Blog listeners are. So I decided to give you something something back. You can never have too much culture in your life, uh, and that's coming up a bit later on. Now, uh, what happened between the last Arscast and this Arscast? Well, two games against Newcastle. Both of them finished with the exact same scoreline. Um, first up was the FA Cup game last Saturday, uh, which we won 3-0. Two goals from uh, Adi Bayor, uh, and the other goal from... Uh, who the hell scored the other goal? Oh, yeah, it was a Nicky Butt own goal. You see, how quickly you forget fantastic things like that happening when the games come thick and fast. You know, you just forget great things like Nicky Butt scoring an own goal. But, uh, yeah, Newcastle did all right in the first half, but second half we were all over them. Uh, the magic of King Kev has not returned. Uh, Adi Bayor, what can you say about him? Man just keeps scoring goals. Uh, Nicky Butt, what can you say about him? He just keeps scoring goals. It was nice to see him get an own goal, just to put the icing on the cake, because we didn't have Thomas Rosicki to do that for us. He'd gone off injured in the first couple of minutes, which meant Theo Walcott came on. Uh, the league game then against uh, Newcastle on Tuesday, more of the same. Adi Bayor with the opener. Uh, had a goal, great work by Matthew Flamini, and what a brilliant goal it was from Flamini himself to uh, to make it 2-0, a good 30 yards, without question, the best Arsenal goal he's ever scored in his life, probably the best goal he's ever scored in his life, normally his goals are him arriving at the near post and getting in front of a defender and falling over and just sort of scabbing it home with his knee or something like that, 
all good goals, they all count, but this was uh, something a little bit special, and it really summed up his performance, because on the night, he was absolutely fantastic. He was everywhere, making tackles, uh, running here, there, telling people where to go, telling people what to do, in a nice way, not in the Adibayor way, you'll understand, in the good, positive football way. Um, And uh, it's good to hear from the club that um, they're confident that he'll sign a new deal. I hope so. I hope so. The longer it goes, the less confident I am, because I'm not quite sure what would be what would be holding it up. Perhaps it's a question of money. It can't be ambition because, you know, he's got his mates at Arsenal. He knows this is a club that's going places. He's established himself as a first-team player. So it must be money. That's the only thing I can think of. And I I don't know. What more can he do to demonstrate his value? Whether his um, own estimation of his value is very far removed from Arsenal's estimation of his value, we don't quite know, but hopefully they can find a middle ground and hopefully he can sign on. Uh, Abu Diaby is another one that uh, played very well on Tuesday night against Newcastle. He'll continue at the weekend, it looks like, but more team news uh, a little bit later on. Um, he signed a new deal until 2012, so no danger of him following Diara out to Portsmouth. No danger of him being disenfranchised or disenchanted or disembobulated or something uh, because his mate has left. Uh, with the departure, you would think, of Gilberto Silva in the summertime, it means Diaby will probably get more playing time in central midfield, which is his preferred position, which is probably where his long-term position is. Not really a left-winger, but he does a decent job out there, and he was a lot more enthusiastic and uh, energetic uh, against Newcastle on Tuesday night. Uh, the other goal on Tuesday came from Sesk. A good knockdown from Nicholas Bentner, uh, and Sesk got his first goal since November. Um, the cracks, I think, have been papered over with regards to the incident uh, involving Bentner and Adi Bayor, but as a number of people have pointed out across the web this week, uh, Bentner didn't get involved in the huddle at the end of the game, and, and hasn't involved himself in those huddles at the end of the game um, for I don't, since the season started, it seems. So you have to wonder about that a little bit. I mean, he's a fantastic talent, a fantastic player, but you know, he's part of a team. And maybe that's something he doesn't quite have his head around yet, that uh, personal glory and personal success has to be put aside for the good of the team. And if you can't stand around with your mates after the game and have a little bit of a cuddle and perhaps a small caress on the outside of your thigh, then I don't know. There's something a bit wrong with that. And I hope uh, somebody has a word with him about it. Unless, of course, he, you know, needs to go to the toilet immediately after the game, every single game. Could happen, you know. Could happen. I knew a guy once who, every time he got onto a train, didn't matter what had happened, every time he got onto a train, within like 10 minutes of it taking off, he had to go for um for a, for a BM. Yeah. And uh, you know what train toilets are like for that. So people just can't help things like that. But I suspect, I suspect it's more an attitude than bowel problem with Nicholas Bentner. But anyway, uh, Man City is coming up at the weekend. And as I said, we'll touch on that a little bit later on. Right now, though, I'm going to try and go to um, Ghana, which is where uh, Teo is. He's um, he's out there covering the African Cup of Nations for Ole Ole. And uh, I want to talk to him about Colo and also about Alex Song and also about Ebue. Now it's time to be at home with Emmanuel Abue. Oh, yeah. Welcome to my home. I am Abue. Abue like teammate. Top three Abue teammate. Number one. What's his name? 
is your boy Big Pal. Number two, Tiny Magic is like a boy brother. Number three, a boy teammate. Hold you call him. Make a boy laugh. <laughs> a boy like to laugh. You go now. Tune in next week for more at home with a boy. Oh, baby. So let's try the intercontinental tin can with a very long piece of string in between. Teo, are you there? Hello? Hello, hello, Blogs. How are you going? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, now, obviously, the Arsenal interest uh, in the African Cup of Nations centres on two teams in particular, um, the Ivory Coast and, and Cameroon. Uh, Colo Touré and Abue for the Ivory Coast and uh, Alex Song for Cameroon. Uh, we're a bit worried back here about Colo's injury. What's the, what's the inside track? Uh, at this stage, it would be to uh, to trust in what Mr. Wenger has said. He said to the press that uh, Arsenal have done the scan on uh, Colo's groin, as uh, humorous as that sounds. Uh, they've done the scan and they, uh, they assess it as a grade one injury, whatever that may mean, if you're a, a medical person. And I would say that is the best source to trust rather than something here. Um, obviously, being in the ground when he did it and was stretched off, it didn't look like it was uh, the end of the world. Uh, he certainly looked in some distress, but by the end of the match, when he limped out of the uh, the player area, he was dejected, but certainly not in pain. And uh, we all tried to, to holler at him and uh, get him to make a comment on his injury, and all he said was, next match. And uh, we weren't sure what that means, and I suppose we interpreted it to mean that he would mix, miss the next match, which was Mali, but it looks like uh, with uh, Ivory Coast likely to batter Guinea in the uh, quarterfinals, they can rest him for that one as well. And the good thing is... Uh, Zorro and Zakora were absolutely dominant against Mali as a centre-back pairing, and if they dominate again against Guinea, then maybe Gerard Gilly, the uh, manager of the Ivory Coast, may be tempted not to rush Colo Toure back at all, which would probably be the best thing for Arsenal. <laughs> OK, and that's what we've got to concentrate on. How's Abui been doing? Abue has been incredibly confusing. In the game against Benin, I would have described him as uh, laconic, but against uh, Mali, I would say he was lethargic. Uh, the Ivorians basically, uh, they don't really need to defend much out wide. No one's attacking them in wide areas. And uh, Ibue basically didn't, I don't think he made a tackle. And obviously, being Ibue, he spent some time on the ground writhing in agony. Um, <laughs> I didn't see anyone in the vicinity, but uh, he certainly <laughs> went down for, for a stage against Mali. But uh, Ivory Coast, they haven't had to use their left or right back in any attacking capacity whatsoever. Ibue barely ventured into the forward half. And uh, even though he plays, you know, right midfield for us uh, on occasion, and we know he has a devastating cross when it's on song, he has not had to use it yet at this tournament. And again, with Guinea in the next round, I would say that uh, unless they go a goal down, he'll be playing in that conservative role, really as a traditional right fullback. And and he's dragging his heels. He's the last one to come up with the back four. He's uh, not really, you know, breaking into a sprint very often. He's taking it easy, and really, maybe he's at risk of coming back unfit. Who knows? <laughs> he's having a nice holiday out there. It's uh, it certainly seems like that on the uh, on the field, but. Uh, Maybe uh, maybe if Ivory Coast are put under the pump in one of their games, he'll have to uh, start providing an attacking force and play more as a wing-back rather than a full-back. 
Okay, Alex Song, um, he was just called up to the Cameroon squad before the African Cup of Nations. It was the first time he's been involved and he's, he's, ha- he's had some playing time. How's he been doing? Song has been impressive. Uh, obviously, Cameroon were 3-0 down against Egypt in their opening game. And uh, I've heard about uh, Lauren, who was doing TV coverage uh, for One Network. He was giving the stare, not offering any comments in the, uh, the half-time break. So they, they subbed on Alex Song. I guess they had nothing to lose. And as a central midfielder, he's actually played really well. And I know that uh, Mr. Wenger wants to use him as a, uh, a centre-back. But uh, at central midfield, he's been competent. He's not, uh, he hasn't looked overly uh, fantastic defending, but that's because uh, Cameroon's defence has been a little bit rickety with his, uh, his uncle Rigobert in, uh, in the back line. But as a central midfielder, his distribution's been good, his positioning's been good, and uh, he's been closing down well. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Cameroon's third group game because in the game and a half he's had so far, he's showed good form, and maybe uh, international football is exactly what he needed to uh, perhaps make him believe that uh, he really is an elite player and can uh, cope at the top level. Great stuff, Teo. Thanks a million uh, for talking to us from Ghana. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Cheers. No worries. Fantastic. Thank you. So that's the Arsenal contingent in the African Cup of Nations. Hopefully Colo uh, makes a full recovery or doesn't aggravate an injury uh, any further uh, when he plays for the Ivory Coast. Good here. Alex Song is doing well as well. And if you want to read more about Teo's exploits in Ghana, go to oleole.com. You can see the banner on the homepage there. It'll take you directly to his exclusive African Cup of Nations coverage on oleole.com. Plus, if you want to hear more about the tournament itself, who the uh, teams to watch out for, who the players that are catching people's eyes and about scouts and all that sort of stuff. There's a more general interview on the Week in Football, which is the OleOle.com podcast, which is done by myself and the Mug Smasher. So if you click on to OleOle.com, you can find all the details there under the Podcasts tab. So that's that, and um, we might as well move on to something else, uh, which is a player history with the man in the bar. Hello, once again, it's me, the old man in the bar, with another old player history for you here on the Arsecast. What a good old week it's been for the Arsenal, hasn't it? Two, three nil wins over them clowns at Newcastle. Jesus, that Keegan fella hasn't got a fucking clue whatsoever. I could do a better job than him, I reckon. I'd be all like, here you, Alan Smith, you horrible little cunt, you stop being a horrible little cunt and try and transfer some of your cuntiness into footballing ability. Because if you could even get 10% of it in there, you'd be the greatest player in the world, you stupid big cunt. It's motivation to see the old man management. What about that fella Flamini, eh? Hasn't he been brilliant this season? Oh, Jesus, I love him, I think I do. But in a good way, you know. He's very French as well, isn't he, with his little mole. I used to have a mole as well. Little cunt kept digging up all me flowers, so I caved his head in with a spade. Anyway, today we're talking about a great old Arsenal player, because that's what this is all about. And it's a... Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? 
Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Fellow called Oleg Luzhny. He signed for Arsenal in 1999, you see, because Mark Overmars, when he was playing for Arsenal against Dynamo Kiev, who were the former club of Oleg Luzhny, he couldn't get past the big fella at right back, and Arsene Wenger thought, Jesus, that's a great old fella to have, I think I'll buy him. And he did. He was nicknamed The Horse. But in some parts of Europe, he was also known as The Moose, The Elk, The Bull, or The Gnu. Some wits suggested that he might resemble another old four-legged animal, the cow, due to his sort of lack of speed and stuff. But I don't hold any truck with that. Oleg played over 110 games for Arsenal, and he got sent off a couple of times too. One for punching a fella right in the face. And sure, Jesus, football hasn't had enough of people punching each other in the face for a long time. His greatest ever game came in the 2003 FA Cup Final. Arsenal only had two fit defenders and one of them, Martin Keown, needed 17 injections in his leg to even play the game. So Oleg went in at the old centre half position and he tackled and he ran and he won all the headers and that old chipmunk looking cunt James Beattie never even got a fucking kick. It was the greatest day of Oleg's life. And it was his last ever game for Arsenal. Oh, well, I was happy and all for him to get the medal. I'm not ashamed to say an old tear ran down my wrinkled old cheek. I did love the GNU. He moved to Wolverhampton Wanderers, but that didn't work out for him. And he quit the old game of football not long afterwards. Nowadays, Oleg spends his time as an assassin for the Russian Orthodox Church. You watch out now. It's true. The man in the bar will have another player history on next week's Arsecast. Now, something I want to mention that I mentioned on the blog uh, last week is about former Arsenal player uh, Ray Kennedy. Uh, Now, uh, many of you older listeners will know, uh, of course, uh, what a vital player he was uh, for the team. He's the guy who scored the winning goal at White Hart Lane uh, in the 1970-71 season, uh, which secured the league for Arsenal and was the first part of the double then. Uh, Obviously, the FA Cup win against uh, Liverpool uh, made that possible. But uh, he he went on then to play for Liverpool. Uh, But for uh, a number of years now, he's been uh, afflicted badly by Parkinson's disease. And uh, he's struggling. Uh, his family are struggling. He's had to sell all his medals, all his memorabilia, etc., etc. Now, from the Liverpool side of things, there seems to be a fairly concerted campaign to try and uh, do something to help raise money for Ray Kennedy. If there's something uh, that you can do, or if you feel like you can contribute in any way, uh, there's an email address which is Ray of Hope Appeal at hotmail.co.uk. That's Ray of Hope Appeal, uh, all one word, obviously, at hotmail.co.uk. Also, if you click on to Gooner Boys uh, blog, that's goonerboy.blogspot.com, 
He's got a post there on Thursday, January 31st. It says, back on track and the Ray of Hope appeal. And there's all kinds of info there, uh, including the uh, the email address, what's planned, what sort of fundraising activities are planned as well, uh, and also a bank account if you feel like you can contribute a few quid. It just seems uh, to me that uh, in an era when even the most average footballer can play for a few years, then retire, never have to work again, uh, seems a bit unfair that somebody like Ray Kennedy, who gave so much to Arsenal, who contributed so much to Arsenal and to Liverpool football clubs, is struggling so badly at the moment. So if there's something you can do, if you feel like you can help in any way, uh, do get in touch uh, via the Gooner Boy website or send an email uh, to that email address earlier, rayofhopeappeal at hotmail.co.uk. So there you go. Um, yeah, can't all be fun and games, can it? No. All right, then. I told you we were going to have a brand new feature Something to bring a little culture into your lives. This is it. This is the Ace Blood Culture Corner. Get it into you, you key bag. Many of us have been touched by the great works of literature that have spanned the ages. None more so than Shakespeare. Timeless, classic, unparalleled. Yet these days so very neglected not only by those of us of a certain age who have let slip the standards by which we were raised, but by the young saplings, supple youth, lithe, juvenescence, which has never experienced the splendor of the bard's work. But how can it compete against mobile telephony devices, iPods, Playstations, and Wii boxes? Where is the motivation the inspiration for a new generation to learn and appreciate. There must be a connection with those of today, a role model, a man who these striplings admire. So I am proud to announce a new series in which footballer Emmanuel Anibayor shall interpret the works of the Bard of Avon. We begin this week with his rendering of the great Macbeth from Act Two. Scene one. You may commence. Is this a dagger which I see before me, the handle towards my hand? Come, let me clutch thee. I have thee not, and yet I see thee still. Art thou not, fatal vision, sensible to feeling as to sight? Or art thou but a dagger of the mind, false creation, proceeding from the heat of rest brain? And I see thee yet, inform us palpable. At this which, now I draw. Quite simply, masterful. That was the Earth Black Culture Corner. Come back for more next week, you muppet. Another steaming great lump of culture for you on next week's Arsecast. Now, looking ahead to the Manchester City game uh, on Saturday, uh, the team news, squad news, it's the exact same squad that uh, was picked for the game against Newcastle, because uh, Rosicki is still out, Juru is still out, Abue, Toure and Alex Song are away, and Robin Van Persie, although he's returned to training uh, this week, He's not being uh, risked, Arsene Wenger says. Um, as for Robin, it's all gone well. After last time, we decided not to push him and give him the needed time. I don't want to set any time scale because that means if he's not ready by that date, I might feel I have to push him. Might also be because, you know, they haven't, haven't got a fucking clue when he'll be fit again. Sooner rather than later, I hope. Please, in time for the uh, Champions League against AC Milan. 
That's what I'm hoping. Uh, Gail Clichy, congratulations to him. He has got his first call-up to the French national squad. That's good for him, not so good for us, because it just means another one of our players touched by the minging hand of Raymond Domenech. Uh, but he thoroughly deserves it. He's been absolutely fantastic this season. And, and we talk about Matthew Flamini and Hleb and Adi Bayor and all these fellas. But Clichy defensively has been absolutely outstanding, consistently good from day one uh, this season. Um, and if, if he could add just that little bit more to the offensive part of his game because he loves to get forward it was in the FA Cup game I think against Newcastle where in the, in the 90th minute in injury time and he robbed the ball off one of the Newcastle players and he's charging upfield on a counter-attack like you know it's the, the first minute of the game he's absolutely brilliant but if he could add just a little bit more to the offensive side to his game he'd be just incredible uh, defensively he's come on leaps and bounds this season as well so it's it's good news for him and uh, he deserves all the plaudits that he gets just to talk to you about the Manchester City game if you're in Dublin there's there's a couple of things going on firstly uh, the Dublin Supporters Club are having a, a get together to watch the game out in Gibney's in Malahide uh, Tony Gibney it's a real Arsenal pub he's got the Jumbotrons from Highbury there um, so you can watch the game on those or you can watch inside and uh, apparently there's all kinds of you know supporters club things going on Gibney's is just a little bit too far for me on a Saturday morning so I'm going to go watch in the wool shed there's a few of us from Arsblog going to be there uh, so if you fancy going along and having a pint and, and watching the game you're more than welcome to join us that's the wool shed on Parnell Street truly one of Dublin's great luxury pubs that but still uh, what do you want? It's uh, Saturday morning. We'll have a few beers and watch the game, and that should be about it. So take your pick there. If you want to be surrounded by Arsenal fans this weekend, the Woolshed on Parnell Street or Gibney's over in Malahide. Uh, transfer deadline day, and as yet, nothing really has happened um, in terms of Arsenal. Well, certainly nobody's come in. Two youth players have gone out, though. Mark Randall, central midfield player, he's gone to Burnley until the end of the season. And Kieran Gibbs, uh, who's uh, played left side for us a couple of times this season, he has gone to Norwich. So good luck to those guys. A good chance for them to get some first-team football under their belts. It remains to be seen whether or not this is the first part of a, a, a move that could become permanent or whether they're just out to get experience. But either way, it should be good for both of them. Uh, in terms of the City game on Saturday itself i think we could be catching them at a, at a decent time their form hasn't been particularly good over the last few weeks and uh given the fact that we're playing quite well and scoring goals then you have to fancy your chances for the three points don't you you do um yeah i don't know what else to say about the manchester city game not one of those games really that sparks a huge amount of debate is it or you know there's not that much rivalry Anyway, the main point is, is that nobody gives a shit. Opus, Opus, do you give a shit? I'm talking to the Arsblog Basset Hound now, and it is 1.16 a.m. on a Friday night. Opus, do you care? Do you give a fuck? Ow. He doesn't care. That's essentially it. The Arsblog Basset Hound has it right. He does not care. I had to go out with the lads tonight, and I had to drink some rum, and I had to drink some Jägermeister, and possibly some vodka, too. But it wasn't important. I didn't really care. You know, it's one of those things. Opus? No? Uh-oh. See, Arsblog Basset Hound does not care. He does not care. He says, if you want to get fucking hung up about anything, then fuck you right up the arse. Anyway, the point is, is that it's 1.16 a.m. 
And nobody needs to fucking care at 1.16 a.m. What is the point? What are you going to do? I met a guy that we played against at the weekend, and, and they were better than us, and he had a really, really, really long throw. And it was just like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. What's the point in even talking to you? What is the point in talking to Joey Barton or fucking Warren Barton? Is Warren Barton Joey Barton's dad? He could well be. The point is, is that nobody fucking cares. Once somebody called Barton is in the team, all you hope for is that they die. I'm trying to be good here. But I hope that Opus... He, Arsblog Basset Hound, just wants to go back to his bed. He doesn't care whether you're Joey Barton, Warren Barton, Wayne Barton, Trevor Barton, Arthur Barton, Mick Barton. See? Opus. No, he's not caring, you see? That's the thing. Anyway, look, I'm going to go to bed now. Because if you're listening to this tomorrow, it means that I'm in bed now. The more that I'm in bed now, the less that you're not in bed here or something. Anyway, the point is, the point is, is that Arthur Barton and Gilbert Barton and William Langhammer Barton, they're all cunts. And the point is, you know, just whatever. Anyway, good night. Uh, This is another Arscast. It's over and done with. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, bye. That was me burping. Hang on, hang on. That was a much better burp. All right, then. Cheerio. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye. Hello everybody, this is Tony Adams with another poem for the Oscars. This week, my poem is about Matthew Flamini, who has been a revelation in midfield for the Arsenal. The poem, it goes a little bit like this. Oh, Matthew Flamini, in English that means flaming knee, you remind me of Ray Parler. Except you're not quite as ginger and you don't have as many freckles. But that doesn't matter because freckles are no great indication of a footballer's ability. In fact, many great footballers don't have any freckles at all. Thank you very much. 